Welcome back to Bitch Call Your Sponsor. My name is Misty. And I'm Sam. Hi, Misty. Hello, Sam. Let's do our primary purpose. Our primary purpose is for Misty and Sam to grow their friendship and maybe help others. Okay, so our topic today is just the 12 steps. That's all. (laughs) I just thought I'd go through the whole 12 steps. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give kind of a real-life scenario to help frame it because my grandma when I first got sober I went to go visit her in Hot Springs Arkansas and I was like high on my pink cloud and telling Mm. her how amazing AA is and going to these meetings and the 12 steps and she wanted to read the literature and she was an avid reader she read it in like two days uh while I was there and her assessment was anybody could use these She was like, this is so amazing. And I was so happy because this woman criticized all my handwriting for my whole life. She criticized like what I was wearing. And I was very (laughs) nervous, like with this new thing to give her the big book. And I was so joyed when she came out was like, this is an amazing way. This is like for life. Everybody should have Mm. this. It was really cool. So um, like a scenario where you have an argument with your friend about selfishness, right? Everybody can relate to this. Um, Mm. So step one would be admitting powerless, acknowledging that you can't control your friend's perspective or actions, only your own. Step Mm -hmm. two would be belief in a higher power, trusting in the strength of your friendship, uh, believe in the principles like empathy and understanding to guide you through this conflict. Step three would be a decision to turn our will, which is thinking, decide to focus on improving your part in the relationship rather than trying to change your friend. The moral inventory would be reflect honestly on your behavior in the situation. Where were the moments you might have been selfish? Five, admit the wrongs. Admit to yourself, perhaps to another friend or mentor, any instances where your actions were selfish or inconsiderate. Six, readiness to remove flaws. Be open to changing these behaviors. Show willingness to be a better friend. Seven, asking higher power to remove our shortcomings, seeking guidance and advice from trusted friends on how to be more self-aware. Eight, list of people harmed. Consider anyone else besides your friend that was affected. Make amends. Apologize, which I'm not a bit. It says don't apologize. Like, um, I regret that I harmed you in this way Mm -hmm. and anyone else impacted and discuss ways to move forward positively. 10, continue to take personal inventory, keep evaluating. 11, seeking through prayer and meditation to use mindfulness and reflect. And 12, spiritual awakening and carrying the message, sharing your insights that you learned from this experience with others who might be facing similar challenges in their friendships. I think this is so beautiful because this, it's the 12th month of the year and... Mm. You know, like it does go through all of that stuff, right? Like in the 12 and 12, there's that whole um, section. Um, And, you know, what I find so beautiful is that as I stick around and as I continue to practice, 
uh, and applying these things to my life, it is just becomes a flow, you know, Mm. Um, and it gets me out of being God or the victim, you know, which are the two Mm. roles that I enjoy the most uh, because it keeps me separate. It keeps me better or less. You know, it's all about me. It's the Sam show um, 24 seven. And so it's through this lens of the steps that are uh, actually gives me a sense of ease and comfort, which is, you know, what the doctor's opinion says, you know, that I'm restless, irritable, discontent until I can find a sense of ease and comfort, which I know I can get the second I pick up, except it's just not sustainable. (laughs) And uh, because I'm an alcoholic, so it starts the allergy phenomenon of craving. And then I'm just on another roller coaster uh, hamster wheel, you know, same shit, different day, you know, and nothing, nothing changes, you know? Oh my God. That is so good. First Mm. of all, being God or the victim, Mm. that is so profound to me. And to me, that's the, I'm at the top of the heap beating on my chest. So I'm playing God or I'm the victim Mm. hiding underneath it. And I'm playing Mm -hmm. the victim. And those are the two roles that most people in recovery that's the fork in the road. That's where we go. We're either the big shotism and, you know, trying to convince others we're not who we are or we're the victim and we're trying to take care of others. So we don't have to look at ourselves. Mm. So I love that you said that. And then the ease and comfort of that drink. So I've said, I always have two choices, uh, how I get through life because I'm an alcoholic and one choice is to drink and drug to not feel. And the other choice is to apply the principles in all my affairs, Mm. you know, so the other choice is to do the 12 steps on each thing and both give me the ease and comfort, Okay, both give me Mm -hmm. peace. The problem is the drinking one is like a funnel. (laughs) So (laughs) it gives me the peace that I desire and it takes me out of myself and everything. But it's a funnel and I have to keep refilling it because it just empties out. Whereas Mm. this 12 steps, it's concrete. We're building a foundation of how to live a purposeful life. Um. Okay, so this victim thing, it just dawned on me. You know how I'm like obsessed with this um, Dr. Anna Lemke from. Yes. Um, she wrote Dopamine Nation and she's from Stanford and she's been doing this for whatever, 30 years. I literally had this highlighted. If, if the therapist and patient recreate a story in which the patient is perpetual, a perpetual victim mm. of forces beyond their control, chances are good that the the patient will continue to be victimized. Mm. And then it goes on to say, but if the therapist, so for me, this is the steps, God can help the patient, i.e. me, the alcoholic, take responsibility, if not for the event itself, then for how they react to it in the here and now, then the patient is empowered to move forward with their life. And that's been my experience through working the steps. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. Mm. That's so beautiful. Okay, a little behind the scenes um, talk. <laughs> okay, we're, we're letting everybody in. So I picked the topic of shame today. And mm-hmm. we've already done shame. We just did it. And I'm like, damn, it is really, really top of mind. And I did this whole thing with chat GPT, like, well, what is shame and help me with shame. Mm. And then I realized, oh God, it's not. So I said, I just said, give me another topic. And you know, it picked resilience. 
And I'm like, isn't that interesting that my mind was wanting to do shame? And when I ask for a different topic, it's reframing it in resilience. Like Mm. I want to do with the, you know, the therapist keeping the person in perpetual victim. My brain Mm. wants to go there. And when I ask for something different, I get the option. uh, How about resilience instead of Mm. shame? Which we're not doing resilience. We're doing the 12 steps. But still, I do love that. Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and adapt well in the face of adversity, trauma, or significant stress. Well, I think that's so beautiful. And this for me is actually the 12 steps, right? Because shame ultimately is the secrets. It's the Mm -hmm. I'm different, I'm bad, Mm -hmm. I'm wrong, you know, when I did, when I become honest with myself and another in five and God, right? Mm-hmm. Like my whole thought process is like, God, if they knew this about me, like they would leave the room. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Shame is not, I've done something bad. I am bad. I am bad. Yeah. Mm. And one of the things, the opposite of shame is acknowledging it vulnerability, accepting and addressing areas of vulnerability and the step towards growth. And yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Yuck. that's why it's not just me, right? It needs to be in a community. Like I can't, it's the we, like I can't do this alone because that's just me and my brain. And that is god or victim all the time like all day long you know those those stories are so ingrained Mm. yeah because it's the separation from god that Mm -hmm. has us feel so alone and if we see god in other people and we choose to isolate ourselves of course Mm. you know we're not going to practice these principles in all of our affairs yeah i can't do this in a vacuum no I do have to go and be with other people. And that's why I'm sure it's confusing for people on the outside. Like, why do y'all go to those meetings? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a beehive. It's, it's a, it's a collective consciousness and we can lift Mm -hmm. each other up or we can tear each other down. But in those rooms, I feel like I found a way for shame to be transformed into resilience. Mm, yeah same I also think of like when people ask like why are you still going like I think of like I wish I had them memorized but you know the Dr. Bob the four the four things like something like it's a sense of duty you know mm-hmm. um, you know because the person that spent all the time whatever but it's it's like yeah it's that's been my experience too is that there's healing in the sharing Right, right. Yeah. And you can see it even when you do a, a fist step with someone, right? That you, mm-hmm. I, I've seen their whole physical features transform. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Like they come yep. in just like w- feel like they're weighted all the way, you know, like some anchor just weighting them down and they yep. leave like light in the loafers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They look like they got a facelift. There's like less mm. psychic, energetic stress on their on their features. And I've also had people where their voice has changed. Mm. Like it was locked in this high pitch 
girl voice from whenever they were young, you know, similar to like right. Paris Hilton's like, oh, that's hot. You know how yes. she does that whole thing? Yes. Where it literally becomes their real voice. Like it's like lower. It's coming from a different place in the body because yeah. it's cleared the channel. Yes. One million percent. One million percent. It's so cool. It's such an amazing miracle to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, do you have a favorite step? A favorite step? That's a really good question. I would say the third step right now mm. because I love <laughs> misty-eyed. Mm. I love that moment of of realizing I'm in a flattening, first of all. Mm. <laughs> and then being willing to turn it over and mm. surrender the outcome. Like that is bittersweet is another two of my favorite words. And that mm. moment is bittersweet when I'm like, this hurts. And I'm willing to let go of what I thought it was going to look like. I just find that moment mm. so beautiful in other people. And if I can remember to find it beautiful when I'm going through it. Mm -hmm. How about you? Yeah, mine, I love that. Mine is been, I want to say 12, but it's not really 12. It's just the 12th <laughs> month. And I, and I am focused on that this month. I, I will say it's really two because the thing that you had shared, I forget what episode, but the thing you had shared about the thoughts like trains. Mm. You know, whereas I think allergy of the body, obsession of the mind, right? So the doctor says, don't pick up the first one, total abstinence. So I don't pick up the first one and I'm left with my mind, you know? And so what am I thinking? What train am I hopping on? I want to hop on all the trains or all the trains that are going the wrong way is what I'm used to hopping on, you know? Right, right. Um, so like literally it's been like just no, like seeing all the trains and like, oh, that train looks like so much fun. <laughs> it looks like a whoopee party is happening in there. You know? Like, right. Oh, it's so much We get the please assist until space enters because I really want to get on that train. That train, yes. I've romanticized that train. It looks intoxicating. It's going to take me out of where I am right now, which is feeling things I don't want to feel. I want to jump yeah. on that train. So then I say, like, I think step two for me is please assist until space enters. Yes, 100%. Because what's happening is it's the person, place, or thing that I'm making the higher power. Yes, that I want to be my drink. Yes. I want this yes. train to be my drink and I want to not feel. And yes. feeling, okay, so the, oh my God, okay. So when I was waiting tables a million years ago, I, there was, you had to do your shift and you had to 
do certain things, right? Bennigan's. Nobody even remembers this place. But I would always choose cutting lemons into quarters because Mm. I would go get one of the bins that was steel instead of clear plastic see-through. And I would put whole lemons in the steel bin. And then I would only cut the ones on top and go, I did it. I'm finished. Sign me out. (laughs) They'd sign me out and I'd go drink, right? Mm -hmm. And then one day... One of my friends who knew me caught on and was like, wait a minute, look inside before you sign her out. Look inside that thing. And I was like, damn it. And this is what he said. He said, Misty, I've seen you run around this place looking for those steel bins. And it took more time for you to do it like this than if you had just done it the right way. And I was like, well, that just sums up my whole fucking life right there. (laughs) Because I want to go around those feelings. I want to go under those feelings. I want to go sideways. I want to manipulate everything to not just walk through the feelings. And it takes more energy to do all those sideways over, under, all this stuff instead of just sitting like that video you sent me Mm. and just being with the feeling and that will get me to the other side so much quicker than what Michael Singer says is what we're doing when I go over around and under and all this stuff that I'm actually putting a lid on that feeling and I'm storing it in my body somewhere forever Hmm. it's also very exhausting I wish it's exhausting. I wish it's exhausting, but I don't realize how exhausting it is until I actually practice trying the opposite. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your part two on Monday. Send us an email with comments, questions, or concerns. BCY sponsor at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate five stars.